All right. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode. We are going to be talking all about weight loss today. And I have a special guest on the show with me today. This is Abram from Abram's Health and Fitness. He is actually a transformation coach that has had um, has helped many people lose 50 pounds or more. So I thought he'd be an awesome guest to have on our show with us and just tell us, you know, a little bit about uh, what he does and how he does it. So thank you so much for coming, Abram. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I just want to jump right into it with you. Um, your specialty is helping people lose 50 pounds or more, correct? Yeah, that's right. And uh, the the reason why I like that so much is because the diet and exercise advice for someone that needs to lose over 50 pounds is drastically different than someone that needs to lose five or 10 pounds because the, the kinds of changes you need to make in order to lose the first 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds of your body weight, if you're, if you're that much over, uh, can really be really simple changes that will be counterintuitive to the kind of typical diet and exercise advice that you might see in, in the world today. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about that then. So why don't we just dive right into that little bit of nutrition piece? Um, maybe share a little bit of what you recommend to people and how it's different from kind of the general advice someone might hear somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the most common ones I'll see, so there's like three addictive qualities of food. There's uh, salt, sugar, and fat. All three of those will kind of completely derail your diet and fitness goals. When you are someone that is trying to lose, you know, 50, 60, 70 pounds, you don't really need to worry as much about the salt as you would for the sugar or fat. Why? Because it doesn't have the calories in it. Now, if you do have salt, it's not good for you because it can make you more hypertensive. But what's worse? Is it worse to be, uh, you know, 60, 70 pounds overweight and be hypertensive from having excess body fat? Or is it worse to be, uh, you know, a healthy body weight, but be hypertensive temporarily because you had more salt in your diet and the salt can be offset by drinking more water to a large part. So I would much rather someone increase the salt in their diet. If that means they can drastically reduce the calories and drastically reduce the amount of body fat they have on their body. Okay. Awesome. Um, so just for people that don't know, explain what hypertensive means. Okay. So, uh, typically when you have, uh, someone that is overweight or obese, um, you suffer from something called hypertension and that's when you have higher, uh, blood pressure and you have a higher resting heart rate when you are going through your day. This is bad because it can lead to like, like stroke, heart attack, things like that. And that's a really common cause for people to die at a younger age. And this is one of the, one of the things that you have to worry about if you are someone that's carrying around excess body weight, that and diabetes would be like the top two things um, that I would say that I see. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, um, share with me a little bit about kind of how this would look. So say you meet with someone the first time, whether it's in person, via zoom, whatever, however you're coaching this person, um, how does that kind of first session look? What are things that you like to talk about? Um, maybe those initial steps you take with someone from that first appointment. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, the approach that I take might be a little bit different than what everyone else would take. I like to really dive in and see all the different aspects to why they are at the position in life that they're in right now. So if I were to just say everyone needs to do 
intermittent fasting, that would be horrible advice because some people that works great, other people that works horribly. So there's actually four different pillars that you need to think about. There's sleep, stress, diet, and exercise. If any four of those are off, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you are too stressed out, your health and fitness goals are out the window. If you're not getting any sleep, your health and fitness goals are out the window. If you're not getting any exercise, if you're not eating right, all four of these will play into exactly where you need to be. So when I initially meet with someone, I will go over how much are you sleeping? What kind of quality sleep are you getting? Um, how much stress are you having on a day-to-day -day basis? And when I say stress, I like to do that on like a one to 10 scale. So sure. let's say 10 is like, you are so stressed out. You are just going to like, you need to go to the emergency room because you're, you're you've lost it. Sure. Uh, then then number one could be like, you're on a beach somewhere, just having the best time of your life, completely stress-free. If say you have an eight out of 10 stress day, and at the end of the day, you are coming home and I'm telling you to make more than a 20% change in your life. There is a 0% chance that you're going to continue with that diet and exercise program. So that really helps give me a much better idea of exactly how many changes I can make in your life that can be maintainable and keep that weight off for an extended period of time. And then the same would be true with like diet and exercise as well. But those are more common. Sure, sure. Um, and so if someone is that like eight out of 10 stress level scale, what are some things that do you send people home, like with homework activities to work on their stress? I mean, what does that yeah, look like for someone? That's a great question. You know, you're actually the first person to ask because, you know, really? most people just completely ignore stress as like <laughs> a, as a factor that could be something that's detrimental to your health. But could the cortisol is actually anabolic to fat and catabolic to muscle. So you'll lose muscle mass as you're gaining fat. So it's something that you really have to consider. Uh, sure. But if I have someone that's really stressed, um, it depends where the stress is coming from. But just as a general rule, uh, let's use one of the prescriptions as exercise. One of the best types of exercise you could do to relieve stress are things that are cyclical in nature or things sure. that are repeated over and over and over. So uh, one of the best things you could do would be walking, walking outside specifically, because that's something you can shut your mind off and you can do repeatedly mm -hmm. over and over and over. Swimming is a great exercise. Um, high intensity interval training is also a really good exercise because you will be going through the same type of exercise over and over and over. And it doesn't take a lot of thought process. And when you do those repetitive things, those are the exercises that actually help to relieve stress. And there's like breathing techniques. There's all these different things you could do, but that's just an example of exercise. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. And I definitely find when you talk to people who are avid runners, like especially distance runners and things like that, and you ask them like, why do you run? a huge, uh, very common answer is because it helps relieve my stress, right? It's just something you can totally shut your mind off and just go and do. And, and it's kind of that repetitive yeah. in nature, kind of what you're talking about. So not saying yeah, people have a, to go out and become runners, but yeah, 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 yeah. it definitely well, is. <laughs> no, running is great though. It's, it's a form of meditation too. You go out there and you can just like completely unwind if mm -hmm. you're running. And I like, I like that idea a lot. And then on top of it, they're just being runners that are like, uh, you know, they do it to try to relieve the stress. People do it because it makes you feel good too. You, you right. can get a runner's high, you know, you can, yeah. you can, you can reach a point when you're running, when you feel like you could run for miles and miles and miles, you right. don't get that with, with typical exercise. So ac running specifically is even higher on that, that tier list of things you could do to relieve that stress. So that's awesome. You brought that up. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Um, so let's talk about kind of the other three pillars, right? So, um, well, we talked a little bit about nutrition. 
what does, do you give someone a specific nutrition plan? Do you just tell, you know, are you like telling them to count their macros? Are they using an app? Are they keeping a food journal? Like what are, what do you suggest to your new clients? Yeah. So these are, um, I'll give you like a high level one. Sure. Um, once again, with the clients, it's going to be super specific depending on what they're dealing with. Right. Uh, so I would say, uh, typically one of the first changes that you would make is just trying to eat as many vegetables as you possibly can mm -hmm. inside your diet. And the reason I say this is because it'll do a couple different things. If you're, if your goal is to add food, and the food you're adding is vegetables, you're naturally going to reduce the amount of calories you have in your diet. Now you don't have to count calories, which means you don't have to add stress. And then on top of that, if you're doing this in a way where you're just, the goal is to add something into your life, typically the, the typical diet and exercise advice is just to reduce, reduce, reduce. I can't eat ice cream. I can't have alcohol. I can't have these things. But when your goal is to add something, it's, it's more exciting. Oh, I can still have like spaghetti and meatballs, but half sure. of it has to be broccoli. That's a much more doable goal than, hey, no more, no more spaghetti, no more meatballs, only eat broccoli, and then that's a diet that doesn't stick. And that's right. how, and that's a, that's a different diet than if you're really close to your goal. Yes, you have to follow that more strictly. But when you are 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight, your diet and exercise program is night and day different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know you know, there's a lot of kind of, I guess you'd call them fad diets out there, like the keto diet and things like that, and um, yeah, most of them are about restricting. And I think that's, what's really hard for at least me personally, that I see, um, people to deal with is when you're always thinking about the things you can't have, right. Um, that makes it really hard to stick to it then. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then on top of that, if you're, if you are trying to stick to a diet, you have to think what diet could I stick to that won't add stress to my life? So yes. if you are thinking of the four pillars, sleep, stress, diet, and exercise, and one of those is increasing the other, you're not going to be able to end up with something that you can maintain for the long term. So I'm sure you do this with your runners too. If you're thinking of like a running program, you're trying to get someone into running. Mm -hmm. what, what would you do if you're trying to get them into it? If I'm trying to get someone into running? Yeah, they're brand new to running. What would you do? Yeah, um, I would give them a small goal right to start with. So, um, typically someone that's like never run before, um, we would write a plan just for the first week. And I would tell them how important it is, um, to include strength training in their running. So, so many people want to be runners and they just, all they do is run and they end up injured. Um, so definitely finding that balance of what do you need to be doing strength wise? What do you need to be doing running wise? Um, we definitely talk rest as well. Um, and active rest type activities, you know, stretching, foam rolling, meditation, you know, things like that as well. So, and that's a perfect example. So, so you are not adding stress to their life by giving them this goal. You're starting, you're meeting them where they are and you're implementing each step along the way. And that's where having like a good, like coach for your goals comes in handy. If you sure. really want to shortcut the process as to where you want to be in life, just find someone who already has the answers. You know, uh, so many people just want to put all this on themselves. I need to figure out, I need to be an expert in diet. I need to be an expert in, in exercise. Like when I wanted to learn about, like, hey, I had people in my Facebook community group that were asking about running. I am not a runner. Sure. So who did I reach out to? I reach out to you. You've been doing right. this for, I don't know, how long have you been a runner for? Oh boy. Uh, 
a decade, probably a long- decade. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so oh my God. As, as opposed to me, I ran a little bit in college, maybe for like six months. And then I started sure. getting shin splints. And I was like, all right, I'm done with this When In fact, I should have just found you. You could have just sure. cheered my shin splints and I could have been running to this day. But the point is that my mindset was different. I wasn't sure. thinking, I was thinking I can't figure out shin splints by myself. So I was thinking might as well give up. When in reality, I should have been looking for the person that has the answer to what I want and then, you know, paying them for that answer or reaching out to them, doing it in books uh, right. or whatever it might be. I could have found the answer if I really was looking for it. So yeah, that's my, yeah, my little absolutely. tangent on uh, why you should no, get coaching. <laughs> yes. Well, and honestly, I was just, I, you, you make me want to bring this up is um, people no matter where you're at in your life with your finances, right? Um, it seems like the one thing that's really hard to get people to invest in is their health before they're sick, right? Mm-hmm. So this whole idea of, like you're saying, finding a trainer, finding a coach, finding somebody that that knows what you want to know and mm-hmm. can help you get from where you are to getting on the road to where you want to be. And obviously, yes, that's an investment. That's a service that you're paying for, just like you pay for someone to cut your hair because you don't know how to do it or something like that. Um, and you know, a lot of times it's hard for people to want to make that investment, but I always talk about the investment on the other end, right? So say you are 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight and you could spend some money, um, find, you know, someone to coach you through it like you and get you on the road to better health. Or, um, you could say, oh, I can't spend the money. I'm not going to do anything. And then later on have a heart attack, diabetes, you know, things like that. And how much, I mean, medical bills are insanely expensive, way more expensive oh, yeah. than meeting with a trainer Absolutely. a couple times a week for sure. So, but, and you, you touched on something there too. And uh, the amount of people I've worked with that said that started working with me as a personal trainer and as well as a coach when they retired is just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. They waited till they were 65 years old before they started taking action towards what they want. And at this point, their knees hurt, their back hurts. They have all these ailments that could have been completely avoided had they just started taking action right now, reached out for help if they needed it. You know, if you're saying that you don't have time, you just don't have the right strategy. You can, you can figure out a way to make this work, you know, and you don't have to wait until, you know, you're 65 retired and feel like you have all the time in the world, but now it's hard to walk, you know, not (laughs) to say that you shouldn't, if you're 65, you should still be exercising. It's still, it's still a good (laughs) idea. You can always get better than where you are. Right. But the point is like, you should, the best time to start, you know, is 10 years ago. The next best time is now. So start today, start investing in yourself, try to get to where you want to be without having all the guesswork. You know, it's the same reason why I reached out to you for, for running. I am not an expert. I don't want to be an expert. I don't want to spend 10 years running and then learning all the ins and outs of it. (laughs) I can just ask you, and then you have the answers that, that I need. If I need a running program, who am I going to come to? I'm going to come to Cassie. She knows she's the expert in it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay. So let's talk a little bit about maintenance work now. So let's say somebody works with you. They do an awesome job. They lose their 50, 60 pounds, whatever. Um, Do you continue coaching with them to help them maintain? Do you send them with a plan? for them to work on their own? I assume most likely the answer is yes to both. Some people probably (laughs) want to keep working with you and some people want to try on their own, but um, tell me a little bit about what like that maintenance plan would look like. How do you make sure that somebody is set up for success? That's a, that's a great question because there's two sets of people that I, that I've typically worked with. Uh, Typically when people want to lose a lot of weight, they're either doing this because they've had it on their mind for a long time 
or they're doing this because they have like a wedding or a trip or something coming up. The people that are training for an event, specifically like their wedding or whatever, those people are most likely going to fall off at sure. some point. So it doesn't, unless they keep working with me, because I need to make it so drastic um, that I'm like, hey, what's the goal? What's the real goal? Is it to lose the weight by this time? Then you need to do these things that I know you won't maintain, but we can get you to a point where you can uh, be as healthy as possible as you go through it. And then from there, we can work on doing these other things. Sure. Those people are, are, are less common for me just because I don't really like taking them on anymore. But the people that are doing this because they've had it on their mind for a while, hey, I want to get back in the shape I was in before. I want to uh, get healthier. I want to be able to be around for my kids, my grandkids. I want to be be able to be healthy. Sure. Those, those people are the ones I love working with because each goal that I make, it's a weekly thing. Each week I focus on sleep, stress, diet, and exercise. One of the one of those four. Okay. Whatever one is the lead domino. So whatever one, if improved, would improve everything else. So let's use exercise as an example. Let's sure. say exercise is your lead domino. You exercise, you start doing running outside. Your stress levels start to go down. Your stress levels start to go down. You start to get better sleep. If you're getting better sleep, you're less likely to have more stress and stress eat. So that one change, having that exercise change will carry through. Now, here's the key. Because uh, I've, I'll work with people for, you know, six to eight to, you know, up to 90 days at a time. Sure. Each week, each day, they're getting a goal and they're working towards it. And the goals they're getting is something that they can maintain for the long term. So by the end of it, whatever those last goals that they have, they've already made. Let's say I work with them for a year. I have 52 small changes sure. over the course of a year. And this leads up to a massive lifestyle change. But even if they were to stop working with me, they still have all 52 that we worked with. And after that, they've they've been doing this for such a long time on a consistent basis that it's part of their life. They don't have to be like, hey, I need to uh, you try know, keto diet. I don't need to do any of these other types of things because it's just a way of living now. That, that's why it's maintainable. It's because you're changing it for, for the rest of your life. Right, right. As opposed to like those crash diets where you do them for whatever, however long, two months or whatever. I can't tell you how many people will say, oh yeah, well I did keto and I lost 20 pounds and now I have all my 20 pounds back again because I stopped, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's a perfect yeah. example. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk exercise specific right now, besides an aerobic mm. type, type exercise, you know, walking, running, cycling, swimming, maybe that you would give someone to, for their stress levels. Um, mm. When you're working with someone, what else do you like, like what's your go-to type exercise for people to do? So um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily have like a go-to type. Okay. Um, I'll have, um, it depends on who I'm working with. And if I, if I have someone that is trying to lose body fat and they're trying to reduce stress, then I will probably do the interval training with them. Uh, if I have someone that's like a young guy and he's trying to gain weight, I would not have him doing interval training. I'd have him sure. doing like bodybuilding workouts. Uh, but when I'm thinking of an exercise routine for someone, uh, the main thing I want to focus on is it's something I can see my daughter in the background. I know, with on her head. thing on her head. <laughs> yeah. What I'd want to focus on is if uh, you have a uh, exercise routine, it's something that you can maintain for the long term. And it's something that you look forward to. So if you have a strength training routine, it has to be something you look forward to. So you cannot spot reduce fat 
And I don't know how many times I can tell people this. This will never go into people's minds ever. Yeah. You cannot choose where you're losing that body fat. Right. And, you know, they've done studies where they'll show like, hey, uh, there might be a correlation to doing like certain um, body parts where you can burn uh, more of the body fat in that specific area. But that number is so small, it's not even worth considering. Uh, so that is not something that people want to want to hear when I'm saying, hey, you have to do it a diet and exercise routine. I will typically put some type of strenuous core exercise that will make your abs and your obliques sore, despite me knowing right. that it's not going, it's not to, going like, to, Yeah. but <laughs> what's going to happen? They're going to look forward to doing that exercise. If they look forward to doing that, those crunches or that, that weighted plank or whatever it might be. Sure. If they look forward to doing that, they're more likely to do that exercise more and more intensely. And what happens? They end up burning more calories and they get to the place that they want to be. So I always try to, and besides core strength is just an important thing to add into any routine. Sure, sure. Uh, but I will always add in exercises that they can look forward to doing. I don't just prescribe the same exercises for everyone. Um, I always try to make it sure it's something that one will get them the results Two, they feel like they, they are working the right body parts, but three, it's something that they, they can look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I get that a lot too, where people are like, oh, I really want a six pack. So I just want to do core strength. And it's like, yeah, but like you have to, <laughs> you have to lose what's in front of that six pack to be able to see it. It's, it's yeah. there somewhere, but you got to unbury it. Right. <laughs> Okay. Um, so if there's someone listening to this, that's been thinking about starting, um, I don't even want to say starting exercise be because we've talked about how it's so much more than just exercising, but if they want to start working on their health and wellness, which would include, um, some exercise, obviously work on nutrition, sleep, stress, all of those things. Uh, what what's like one piece of advice you would have for them or what's somewhere you would say, okay, if you wanted to start something like today, what's one thing they could do to do that? Well, I mean, that's, that's a great question because there's, there's a lot of uh, misinformation out there. Uh, a lot of stuff is hyped up more than what it should be. So, but really at the end of the day, a lot of these diets will work. A lot of these exercise programs will work if you're someone that is newer to it and this is a new stimulus to your body. So I would say if you find someone that you resonate with, if someone that you like as a person and feel like they have your best interest at mind, follow that person, do what they suggest, try it out for at least 90 days and then see if it's right for you. Um, the worst thing you could do is get this over, over you know, this information overload where you're thinking, I should do this, I should do that, I should do this. A lot of them will work. But if you find that person, it's like, oh, what they're saying really resonates with me. Sure. Reach out to that person and be like, what are you doing? Could could I learn from you? Those kind of things. Because then you'll have direct guidance into what it be. Whether it's a personal training trainer, health coach, wellness coach, whatever it be, might be. It could even be your friend. Or it could even be it could even be someone you find on Facebook. It doesn't matter who it is. The sure. point is that if you resonate with someone and you feel like one, they're not just trying to sell you something you know, just right. you know, boost their product, right. but they actually have your, your best interest at heart. Follow what they say for 90 days. You know, remember this is a marathon, not a sprint. Oh, look like I put a running analogy in there. <laughs> uh, you're going to be able to, you're going to be doing this for a long time. So even if you stick to one type of program for 90 days, you will actually be able to see, you know, not, no program has a hundred percent success rate, but if you right. follow someone that consistently has people that are seeing results, 
you right. are much more likely to see the same type of result if you believe in what they're doing and you actually follow through with what they do. So that'd be my advice. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like the 90 day goal. Um, because it's really easy to start something and not see results in your mind, like I shouldn't say in your mind, but as a person, you don't see results quote unquote fast enough because maybe you're misinformed or don't even know how fast it's supposed to happen or, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those things. And then you keep jumping from one thing to the next 90 days later, you've done four different things and you're like, well, I've tried it enough and nothing works. So I quit, but I like the 90 day thing. Give it three months of doing one whatever it is, program or whatever consistently, Mm -hmm. um, and then reassess where you are and see what needs to be tweaked or changed because you're right. You can do it a hundred different ways. Right. But, um, finding number one, a coach or a person that you do resonate with that you really like. Um, and then two, finding something that you're actually planning to stick with consistently, I think is very important. That consistency is something probably the biggest thing lacking when people are trying something new, even if it's not exercise, right? Just whatever it is. Um, yeah. How many fad diets are out there? It's, it's right. insane, you know, yeah. like, or, or I see people like you look up uh, videos and there's so many people that say they have the, the secret to weight loss. How many yeah. secrets are there? Eventually it's not a secret. Like no. <laughs> we don't, we don't have that many secrets. Like no. the, no. the problem is like people are bombarded with right. all this information, you know, right. Take it easy. Find one person. <laughs> yeah. Follow what they do and then go from there. Like that will make your life a lot easier. Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so something I like to ask everyone that's a guest on the show. Um, if you are feeling a little bit down, having a bad day, not feeling the greatest, uh, what's what's your go-to thing to do to lift you up when you're not having the greatest day? Uh, so if I'm not having the greatest day, I don't even know if you like this answer i would say i will take caffeine straight caffeine coffee i don't like coffee so i'll take like caffeine and i will do a workout because there's never been a time in my life where i had a caffeinated workout and didn't feel like a million bucks after <laughs> like i can be i could have you know I, i've worked you know 12 14 hour days sure and at the end of the day stressed out of my mind i have caffeine and i do a workout I will feel like a million bucks and you know <laughs> what my sleep quality will be uh, probably better than just being stressed out. So that's yeah. what I'd recommend so. drugs and exercise. Drugs you heard it here first. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Great. Now, if someone's listening to this and they want to find you, what, what's the best way to find you? Tell us, you know, whatever email website, whatever, where can we yeah. find you? I would say you. just add me on Facebook, you know, Abram sure. Anderson, you're going to find me. I'm, I'm smiling like this. <laughs> yep. And there's and there's, <laughs> there's no H in Abram. It's A B R A M. Yep, Abram. Yes. And then I also have a uh, Facebook community page. I would love for you to join. Um, all my content there is free. I'm literally giving away everything I know, and okay. I've been doing this for over ten years. And I I'm just giving away literally everything. If you wanted like one-on-one coaching, you know, reach out to me. That's something that would be like a paid service. That's a lot more in depth. That's where I go into your goals and really help you out on a day-to-day basis. Sure. But if you just want to find me, want to get better advice, uh, Abram Anderson into Facebook or Abram's Health and Fitness into the Facebook community group. Good. Yeah. And I can, I will link it in the show notes too. So you guys can go look at the show notes. 
Um, and you know what? You've got a great podcast voice, so I think you should do this more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's my first time ever. So really? Okay. I'll, well, awesome. I like to just jump into it. I also started doing Facebook Lives for the first time. Those are going okay. I don't know. I like to just <laughs> jump into things and just hope for the best. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, I really appreciate, I mean, I definitely learned something today. So I know anybody that's going to listen to this um, is going to learn something too. So thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. bye.